México, it's 3.20 p.m. in San Francisco, 8.20 p.m. in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And uh, this is a historic moment for uh, for Rockneton, for, K for KXSF, because we have the, the honor, the absolute and, and true honor of talking to one of the greatest creative minds uh, in, uh, in Ibero-American music, <laughs> Juana Molina. ¿Cómo estás, Juana? How are you, Juana? How are you? Thank you so much for the introduction, <laughs> for the presentation. <laughs> no, it's true. Like that, you know, like honestly, you know, we've been trying to, we've been trying to talk to you for a bit, and uh, to make it happen is is the greatest thing ever for the station at this very moment. ¿Dónde estás en estos momentos? Where are you exactly at this very moment? Eh, ahora estoy en mi casa eh, afuera de Buenos Aires. Mm. Uh, out of the city, not, not very far away, but uh, at home. How's uh, Argentina right now? How's everything back home? Uh, in my home or in my or in the country? In general, uh, how's uh, everything in Argentina? Mm, well, it's not doing very well. We have we have a very huge, very important crisis, economic crisis. We've been in crisis for many years, but um, now it's really bad. And, uh, well, we've always been in trouble since uh, many, many years. And it seems like we can't, for some reason, we can't just get over or fix this. Even though we have one of the richest lands in the world, we are a very poor country. Definitely. I feel for you because, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm from Mexico City. And, you know, we're very familiar with, with that situation as well. It's like it just, it cycles. It yeah. starts, then it goes away, then yeah. it comes back, and it just doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Let's talk about about, about, about music. Uh, you released uh, an EP uh, last uh, year, which was, by the way... Uh, voted as one of the best uh, albums of 2019 by KXSF for fun. Uh, thank you. Great, great, uh, great, great uh, uh, EP. Uh, you're uh, revisiting Reaces uh, uh, canciones uh, like Paraguaya, uh, Un Día. Uh, talk to us about it. Un, di un Día, La Rata y Vagos Lagos. Exacto. See, see, see. Tell us about it. Uh, tell us uh, what was the the original idea of uh, going back and revisit those songs and remaking them for uh, for this new for fun. No, no entendí cómo. Que nos este platiques este cuál fue la idea de dónde salió la idea de, re ah, de revisitar ah, okay, estas yeah, canciones. Yeah. Um, well, we in general when we are at rehearsal, I we get not always very excited about playing the same songs over and over and over. So we just play for the fun of it or for just to, to, to remember the technical parts of the songs because we have many technical, um, technical things to solve and to, think, and to be aware and to be, um, to be there and not forget right and uh, but you can play whatever you want doing the same using the same um i mean practicing the same needs uh that you will need on on stage and we have done 
many different versions of different songs uh, that we can't remember, really, uh, because we've done, like, all sorts of um, adaptations and, and uh, different vibes for each song many times. But when we arrived to Roskilde Festival in Denmark, uh, our, our instruments never made it. To, to the venue, wow. and the, the choices were not to play or to play with just a guitar, a bass, and a drum kit that were there on stage. So um, we decided, we thought about a few moments, and we decided to just go for it. And we made a very punkish show, um, and it was such a fun show because it was really we didn't have an, any idea of, of what we were going to do and we just improvised all the songs in a punk way and um, after this I told that to Mark Hollander the, the president of my label my record label and sent him uh, the version of Paraguaya that we had recorded and he said, why don't you just record a couple more songs like this and we release an EP? And I said, are you sure? You, you really want to? Yes, this is great. Let's do it. And then at the same time, I had a guy that I like a lot, Dante Savala, that asked me, uh, told me that he wanted to make a video of one of my songs and I really liked his drawings. And I and I said yes. I said, but do you have a very short song? And I said, well, we just recorded this song, Paraguaya, that is only two minutes long. Uh -huh. Oh, that's great! That's great! Let's do that. And so everything just came naturally, and in a way that when people tell me about my last record, my latest record, I um, I always think it, they are talking about uh, Halo. Uh -huh. about Alo, and then, uh, no, they are talking about this one that I don't even consider to be uh, a, new record. Uh, a record, because yeah. it was such in a fun way with no pressure at all, and everything came naturally and at the right time. It was like the perfect timing for everything, and that's why then I found that also even the name of the EP, For Fun, is really uh, representing what it was, doing it. Definitely. What um, te inspira, Juana? What, inspi what inspires you to create music? ¿Qué te inspira para crear? Well, if sometimes I'm not, for instance, now, I'm not inspired at all. And I think um, when I have the need or, or the thought, or, and, the, and, and I think that I should be making a new record, like right now, um, and then I really don't feel like playing or recording or doing any music. I just go to the studio and stare to the instruments and play one note and get bored and go back to make me a tea and find excuses to not to do it. But uh, when as, as, as time passes by and, and weeks come with lots of... Uh, uh, try of lots of tries to do something. Finally, at the end, something happens, and then I get excited. And when I find a little thing, that's when I start 
uh, recording. So, oh, this is good. This is, and then I, I, I changed completely my my mind, and uh, the instruments disappear, and the music comes up. It's like uh, the the scene changes because it, it's it's very weird and very uh, fantastic to see this change from looking at the studio and seeing all the knobs and keys and strings and the screen of the computer to only music. Uh, everything becomes abstract and everything becomes uh, just music. And when I get to that state, it's when I, that I know that I'm going to make something. Very interesting. So you get to, to you get into a special kind of state of mind when you're about to create that. Yes. That, that sounds very, very, yes. very interesting. Yes. How about the lyrics? Yes. I'm uh, not that kind of, I'm not that sort of musician that uh, have the need to play every day. Okay. Uh, like, for instance, Odin Schwartz, who plays with, his, he's been playing with me for six years now. Yeah. He plays every day uh -huh. and he can't be, uh, he can't live without playing every day. I do other things too. Yeah. And, um, So I really need to I really need to get to that uh, state of mind to in order to know that what I'm going to do is going to have something some truth in of it. Of course, definitely. Y las letras, ¿qué tan qué tan importantes son para ti? What about the lyrics? How important are they for you? Lyrics are uh, very important, but they 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 take me a very different kind of work. Okay. Like the music is a world in itself, and all the songs are floating in the sky when they are ready without lyrics. And then when you when you write lyrics for the songs, it's like you get the songs that are floating and and uh, what do you say, uh, flying in the air, mm -hmm. and you just put them down on earth with with the lyrics i always have that feeling that something that could mean anything all of a sudden means something excellent and i am in a, in between of hating that and loving it at the same time yeah uh, because i've uh, i've i grew up listening to music uh, with lyrics i didn't understand of course uh, mostly English and uh, French or German or other languages that I didn't understand. And I really got into the abstraction and universal language of music. And that's why when I have to live, but it's not that I can't live the songs as they are without lyrics, unless they are instrumental. Because at the same time, you need something to step on and something to, um, I don't know, what do you call muletas in English? Uh, sería como uh, crutches, crutches, a crutch. Crutches, yeah. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. I think that lyrics are crutches to that help you to to sing the melody. Uh, because sometimes the melody you just can't go like la 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 la. la. In some parts you can, yeah. But there are some others that look more like a, like a verse uh, or a chorus or something. It looks like you're saying something. Yeah. So when it feels like you're saying something, I just go and write something for those parts. Uh, because then also it's difficult to sing those songs on stage without having lyrics. I think lyrics 
are helpful, and but it takes me a long, long, long time to write them because, um, well, I don't know. It's not my my strength to write lyrics, so, but I don't like to write bad lyrics, so it takes me a long time. Definitely. Especially the last record, the latest record, Halo, mm -hmm. that was, um, it was delayed for one year because of the lyrics. Okay, really, one but year. But then, at the end, at the end, I think uh, those are the best lyrics of the, my whole uh, career. Excellent. Uh, are you thinking about releasing a new album in, in 2020, maybe 2021? I don't think I'm going to make it for 2020. It, okay. I mean, I don't know. But in general, you need to deliver the record like six months before the release. So I, in order to have it, you can't release a record by Christmas. Mm -hmm. The latest you can re uh, release a record is October. Okay. And in order to be in October, I should deliver it by May, June, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I'm, I think, I hopefully, I am aiming for 2021. Excellent. Do you have some songs for that uh, album already? I have, um, mm, this time I really don't have much. No, no, I have a few things that I like, but I don't feel they will be part of a record. No. Okay. Excellent. Like you said, I, I know you do a lot of a lot of things. I've uh, watched your Instagram account, and I've seen you like you know creating music and playing and you know doing anything, whatever you want. And uh, I I didn't know. Uh, I knew you. I knew you were you were a comedian when you know back in in the nineties. I didn't know about Juana yes. y sus hermanas. So uh, yes. for the past week, I've been watching it on on YouTube. And uh, it, 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 it's great. How do you f feel when, when you look back and you watch those uh, you know, videos of uh, Juan y sus hermanas? ¿Cómo te sientes todavía de cuando, cuando te ves en Juan y sus hermanas? Um, well, there, the thing is that uh, I should upload the videos that I like the most. Because okay. I always feel that the ones that are on YouTube aren't the best ones. Okay. But at the same time, I am a bit lazy, so I don't do it. But I, I would love to, to, to make a channel with the, my selection awesome. of videos from, from the TV show. Um, but maybe those aren't the ones that will make people laugh the most. But I don't care. I, I, think, I think the curation, the curation of the videos that people have made aren't, isn't the best okay uh, I, I don't know why they've chosen those um, probably because uh, the second part of the show the second the second year uh, wasn't was wasn't that easy to find uh -huh. as the first one because the first one was owned by a network okay and the second one which was much much better was owned by an independent producer and he never released anything. So that makes, uh, for people, that makes much more difficult to find those videos. Of course. So I should do it. And maybe 
uh, I don't know, if I have to stay in bed for a month, <laughs> either because I'm ill or because I'm on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You, you'll have maybe the time. I should take care of and, and, <laughs> and upload like, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 awesome. of the, the, the ones that I consider are the best. Do you miss uh, Juana y sus hermanas? Do you miss uh, comedy? Could you could you go back? No, and do it no, again? no. I don't. No? I don't. I don't miss TV. TV is um, kills everything. I mean, in Argentina, it's not like in the states where you have an array of yeah. a thousand writers yes. uh -huh. for you, and um, you just get there and, and everything's written with a hundred jokes and everything's funny. Yeah. Uh, here it was just two people working and working and sweating the big drop because you you I mean you you can't be just two people writing for a weekly show of course that last that uh, is an hour long um so it was much it was more about uh, the characters that were funny than the than the script being funny I think of course uh, And then you stopped doing uh, Juan y sus hermanas, and you started making music. Your first album was what in 1996, uh, Rara. Yes, exactly. Yes. Ha as a as a musician, how do you f how do you compare yourself? Uh, you know, from you know, compare with uh, Rara and uh, let's say Halo. Like as a musician, as a human being, how do you see yourself? Well. Um Rara is a record that was made when I hadn't found my voice yet. Okay. I was very insecure, and I thought I needed to sound like everybody else because, I mean, at the same time, I wanted to do something different, but I was a bit scared of being too different, and uh, I didn't. I wasn't sure about what I wanted. Sure. I think the demo of Rara is more similar to what I've done afterwards than the record itself. Okay. Uh, I think Santa Laja made a great, great job about it, especially because he had in front of him a person who didn't know exactly what she wanted. And um, he made a great job um, regarding sound and regarding uh, the, time be the time that was going on there, which was like the grunge. Uh, era of music and so he kind of framed my music in that context I think if I had been myself now that exact same record wouldn't be the same of course it would be more like like me <laughs> a little bit more like <laughs> very different um, yeah sometimes I know that uh, Santa Laja gets my message wrong because he thinks that I'm not talking well about him. I think he's a genius and then he's done a really, really great job about my... It's me that I'm not happy with myself on that record. Uh, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with him. I think it's that I wasn't secure. I wasn't sure about what I was doing. It, I was looking for, for something that I didn't find, mm -hmm. but I did find, uh, what I was looking for in Segundo, my second album. From 2000? I think there there I found something really um, that is completely me. Of course. Do you have Even if it sounds really bad. I mean, uh, production-wise, it's probably... I mean, even if you put Segundo among other records, 
you need you really need to turn the volume a hundred points up yeah because it doesn't have a mastering and it doesn't have it doesn't even have eq i mean everything was very very poorly recorded because that was it was supposed to be a demo okay. and then i decided to make a record with it and um, but i love it so much Excellent. I love it so much because I think it's there's as I was saying before there is a truth in that record. Is that your favorite album? In segundo. Segundo. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, are you are you are you going to be touring soon? Are you going to be playing some gigs in Argentina, uh, uh, Latin America? We are we are uh, playing a couple of I don't know like five or six shows. In February, and then we have a tour in Europe, and then the States. Awesome, because so people they must know that you you lived in America for a few years. I I did, but a long time ago, like almost yeah. 20 years ago. Well, I hope that you uh, come to San Francisco. It'd be uh, it'd be a dream come true. You know, for a lot I of don't. People. I think I am. Awesome. I think I am by mid. By the end, mid of mid May or something, I think I'm going to the West Coast. Awesome. Around the 10th or the 9th or something like that. Excellent. First week or second week of of May, I will be in San Francisco for sure. But I can't remember now where we are playing. Okay. No, no, not a problem. Please come to the station when you come to San Francisco. It'll be great uh, to be able to hang out with you and, you know, to talk to well, you. If we have time, yeah, sure. Sometimes we don't have time to yes. do anything because we're just traveling, True. playing, sleeping, eating. Do you, That's all we do, do for you a month or two. Do you still enjoy uh, touring like that? Like, you know, like you get to be only one day in one city, then you have to go to the next one right away? Yes, yes, because I become 15 again. Awesome. Or 16. Uh -huh. I mean, all, we all become like really teenage. I don't know what happens every time I tour with a bunch of people. After a few days, we are all teenagers again. It's, I love that. Totally. I envy that from you, te lo, te lo envidio de manera cabal. Eh, Juana, pues, <laughs> bueno. un gran abrazo. Muchísimas gracias por la entrevista. Thank you so much for the interview. Por favor, muchísimas gracias por llamarme y por, por todo esto tan lindo. Venga, toquemos un día punk para bueno. celebrar esta entrevista y te mando otro abrazo hasta Argentina y espero verte Dale, pronto gracias. aquí en San Francisco. Abrazos. Adiós. Bye. Adiós. Ok. Juana Molina. Un día punk. And this should be the last rock neto ever. That's it, it's over. Un día punk. Juana Molina. Un día voy a ser otra Música, nuestra pasión oh, 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 oh,
2019 EP for fun. This is the punk version of Undia, Undia Punk, in Got Neto at KXSF. <laughs> 